From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland edition for the week of December 6, 2012. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Malata-Willy, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Wayne is going to talk a little bit more about Knott's Berry Farm at the Holidays. Take it away, Wayne. Thank you, Tom. Well, I had the great opportunity to head out to Knott's Berry Farm in the last couple of weeks and see their Christmas season, which everyone knows is they they sort of rename the park and they call it Knott's Merry Farm. Now, we all know that Disney is number one. In fact, there's all kinds of statistics to prove that, and that's why we're all here. We're number one. But just because you're not number one doesn't mean that other (laughs) places. Just means you have to try harder. And in fact, Knott's Berry Farm is just plain good fun. And I had an excellent time there. In fact, considering the three days that I spent around Thanksgiving at the Disneyland parks, I honestly had a better time at Knott's especially when you consider the crowd levels. <laughs> Got a point. And Knott's mm-hmm. isn't really bringing up the rear either with, with regard to this. Um, last year, if you look at last year's statistics, which would have been 2011, Knott's had more attendance than any other Cedar Fair Park, including Cedar Point up in Sandusky, Ohio. Wow. Mm. Knott's is coming in at a very respectable position as far as yearly attendance. I, I even looked at the um, the theme park reports there, and I think they were they were something like in U.S. parks they were something like thirteenth. There, you know, you have all the Disney parks in various orders. You have both Universal parks, Orlando and and Hollywood. You have the Sea World parks, the primary ones in Orlando and uh, San Diego. And right after those, you've got Knott's. So Knott's is beating out all the Six Flags parks, including Magic Mountain. Knott's is beating out, which I found amazing, every other Cedar Fair park. Knott's is doing quite well, and we should be very proud that it's kind of in our region. What's that one in Ohio? Or did you just talk about that? Never mind. That's that's the one in Sandusky. That's that's Cedar Point. Thank you. Sorry. No worries. And when you think about not bringing the very first theme park ever, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, I visited on Thanksgiving Day, which was an interesting day to go there. And I don't want to cover all of Knott's Berry Farm at this time. I want to concentrate just on Christmas time at Knott's because Thanksgiving Day this year was their kickoff day. That was when they started all of their Christmas time celebrations and activities. And so for this, this, this report, I'm just going to cover primarily the Christmas stuff at Knott's. But like any good, 
report that I do, I got to fill you in on just a tiny bit of the history, but we won't go into much of the detail. But I know that there are a few of uh, the listeners out there who don't really know about Knott's Berry Farm or where it came from. So very briefly, let me explain that Knott's was created by Walter Knott. He was a bit of a farmer. He grew up in the California area and wound up uh, with his wife, Cordelia, settling in a little berry farm that's in what we now know today as Buena Park, California, which is just, just a little north of the Anaheim area. In 1920, the Berry Farm was basically kicking off, and it's located right where the theme park is today. That's where the orchard area was. The the farm, I mean, it was the 20s. It, it wasn't exactly that people were doing great guns as far as farming goes. And in 1934, they came up with an interesting idea to supplement their uh, income, and that was to serve the famous chicken dinners that Mrs. Knott's made at their family home. And that's where Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant came in that we've talked about on our show from time to time. Well, several years later, this became very popular, and in 1940, Walter Knott realized that so many people were lining up to get chicken dinners that he needed some way to keep these folks entertained while they waited to get inside. And so he started building just a little series of buildings and vignettes and little look-see places to keep people entertained, and he called it Ghost Town. And this is located in the exact area where the Knott's Ghost Town is today. And this is where Knott's first got the, t- the phrase America's first theme park because this was the beginning of what eventually would become the Knott's Berry Farm that we know today. So with that history aside, let's talk about getting in very briefly. There are tons of discounts, and if you've listened to our news shows the last couple of times, we've talked about a bunch of ways to get into the parks for a discounted price, including one of the programs that they're running right now, which is the Toys for Tots program. You can get into the park right now during the Christmas season for as cheap as $25 per person. If you go online, you can buy your tickets ahead of time, and those tickets go down to as inexpensive as $36. They have all kinds of online pricing. Again, be sure to listen to our show, our new show this week for uh, some additional information that we provide there. So let's start our day um, right in the outside of the park itself in the area that's called Knott's Marketplace. And without going into every shop, let me just tell you that they've already got a number of Christmas things available in a lot of the shops there. The one shop in particular is called the Marketplace Emporium. It's one of the first places you come to if you're coming from the specialty parking lot that's at the far end. 
this this one store is almost a hundred percent Christmas, and this time of year it's fun just to go in there and look. They have Christmas trees and ornaments and all kinds of decoration stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I thought Department Fifty Six had gone away, but I see all kinds of Department Fifty Six memorabilia and and items and stuff for sale. Uh, today, right now, and they have wonderful displays that are set up um, for all, all kinds of display things that you would want to do around your home. Additionally, there's, as we've talked about, Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant is right there in the marketplace. There's a store called Virginia's, which is another souvenir store, and they also have tons of Christmas stuff this time of year. I love that there- store. It's, it's huge. All of these, and all of these stores are so unique. This is not your typical theme park souvenir store. This is almost like walking into a mall shop. You know, and just a real quick, um, on that Virginia store, they have a huge, huge Jim Shore collection. And I see Disney characters there at that shop that they do not carry at Disneyland. I am so glad you brought that up, Mary Jo. You are absolutely right. Knott's is carrying, for for those of you that may not be familiar with the name, Jim Shore is one of the artists that frequently puts out art merchandise that we see in the shops on Main Street or in downtown Disney. If you've seen any of the little statuaries or the characters or some of the more stylized Disney merchandise that has, you know, kind of an art type, uh, uh, is, is more an art type item. Many of these are done by Jim Shore. Well, he's now doing some of the Peanuts characters in addition to a whole bunch of other Christmas items. And as Mary Jo just said, and I find this very interesting, mm-hmm. Knott's is carrying some Disney merchandise. Now that's, that's a little strange, but Knott's has done this for years. It's not the stuff that you find in the parks. You're not going to find Disney t-shirts. You're not going to find Mickey Mouse plush. But what you are going to find is more the Disneyana style Disney merchandise. It's all branded. It's the real stuff. And Jim Shore has recently started showing some of his stuff in. In fact, he has some brand new stuff for um, the Peanuts characters that really are nice. It's some good stuff. Yeah, he's my favorite right now. The Berry Market is also right there. That's where you can go in and get all the jams and jellies and mixes and everything like that. And I could Mm. spend an hour just talking about that one store. And (laughs) right next to it is the Knott's Farm Bakery, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we get inside the park. You haven't seen a bakery until you've seen this one. Trust me on this. Um, (laughs) We'll talk more about this one. And one other little thing that's a fairly new addition to the Mark's – to the Knott's Marketplace is the Pink's Restaurant. There is a Pink's stand there um, that's – that serves the the full Pink's menu. Now, for 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 the Los Angeles locals, we all know what Pink's is, 
you either love it or hate it. I don't know anyone who hates it, but Pink's is almost an institution where hot dogs and things like that are concerned. For you travelers who may not be familiar, Pink's is an, it's one of those amazing, uh, little unknown hot dog vendor places near the Hollywood area that's become, it's become a Hollywood institution. You can find stars that leave movie sets that go to Pink's late at night to order hot dogs. It's it's that famous. And Knott's got their own restaurant, and it's right there, and that's kind of fun, too, either before you go in or maybe at the end of the day to stop at Pink's. Well, let's leave the marketplace and let's head into Knott's Berry Farm. As you approach the turnstiles, you'll see that the outside of the park is now decorated. They have a big, huge tree outside the front gate, very stylized, that announces that you're about to head into Knott's Berry Farm. As soon as you get through the turnstiles, right there in the front entrance area, there are tons of places to take pictures. And Knott's really promotes this kind of stuff well they they make lots of places where families and couples and everybody can go stand and get a nice picture with everybody they have a windmill that's sort of a knots logo that has been there for decades and everyone likes to get their picture taken in front of that there's a little stylized jail where you can stick your head through the bars and get your picture taken there they also have a little waterfall, which is kind of cute. Um, it's like a circular waterfall where the rain, where the water cascades down, and every so often the water will part and allow you to step inside the waterfall area, and then it'll close up, and you can get your picture taken as if you're standing in the middle of the waterfall, and that's kind of cute. Is that like the backside it, of water? It, it is kind of like that, only you're totally surrounded. It, it's a very interesting little feeling. Some people get in there and they don't think the water's ever going to open and then they get themselves <laughs> soaked as they try and run through the water before it parts again. Knott's is laid out more like a circle with a few cross paths rather than the hub-and-spoke arrangement that we're used to at Disneyland. This is more of a traditional theme park arrangement. I like this arrangement. Uh, I like it better because it tends to separate the themed areas a little better. I think it gives, I think it accents the themes a little nicer because it's not as easy to go across park and from one area to another where the themes kind of bleed when you're in the middle. There's very definite lines of where one area leads to another. And right at the very front of the park on the left-hand side as you enter is the ghost town area, that same area that Walter Knott built oh so long ago. Thankfully, it's still there. I think there'd be a revolution if the Cedar Fair people even proposed to take that down. And you can go um, look at not only all the things that, goodness, have been there for decades, certainly a bit dated by today's st- uh, standards, but just wonderful to look at as you walk around and, and get a bit nostalgic about 
what theme parks used to be and what some of the entertainment used to be. And it's not like you have to spend a whole day there. You can just walk through, and if something interests you, stop. Otherwise, it's just another destination along the way. But this is the area where Knott's has primarily focused for their Christmas Crafts Fair. And this is one of the main things that's going on at Knott's to celebrate the Christmas season. They have done this for many, many years. It's taken on many different forms. It's even been in a couple of different places as the landscape of the park has changed from year to year. And this year I rather like what they're do- what they've done with this. The Christmas Crafts Fair has essentially taken over all of Ghost Town. Now all the decor all the regular Ghost Town stuff is still there, but what they've done is they've added to that. So decorations are all over the the all the buildings, all all the landscaping is decorated Christmas type. There are lights all over the buildings at night and it's very tasteful. It looks really nice. It looks great. All the standard ghost town attractions are still available for you to go up and look. And they have these kiosks that provide um kind of like a the craft fairs that you're Normally used to going to with all these artsy kinds of things and little trinkets and whatever the vendor happens to be showing or selling. They have tons of real artists there who are making stuff right there and those are just great. This is all over the ghost town area. So let me, let me talk about some of the things that you can see there. Some of the different kiosks I found. Christmas decorations to be sure. All kinds of little ornaments and little, you know, whether it was wood or glass or in some cases ceramic or whatever. Lots of them handmade, some of them commercially available. Really nice to go see all of that. I found one kiosk that had handmade stained glass ornaments and these were just gorgeous and it's not just theme park style this is real this is real christmas traditional stuff with all the traditional christmas icons really really nice stuff there was another kiosk who had wind chimes and the wind chimes were made out of specialty bottles so i saw bottles of every kind that you can imagine and the artist had taken those bottles and stylized them a bit and made wind chimes out of them it was kind of unique it was kind of christmasy and had it had a unique touch to them but one of the neatest things i saw was on the steps of one of the shops that's normally there in the ghost town area. Now this is kind of like, it, it, normally it's like a, a fancy ladies clothing shop. But on the steps they set up a um, little stand and they had a big cart and the cart was filled with salted ice. Up salted to the ice? Brim. Salted ice. Okay. The cart, it was about waist high. It kind of reminded me of an old ore cart. And the cast members were standing there and they had big tin pitchers. And a little sign just behind them that said, Maple Lollipops. And what they had was melted maple syrup 
warm melted maple syrup in the pitchers and they take the syrup and they pour it out onto the ice and it would very quickly cool. That's brand they, new. That is, I've never seen this before. Never seen that. That is cool. And they take a little popsicle stick and as it was cooling, they put it into the, the mixture and then slowly form the, the hardening maple syrup around the stick until you had a very uniquely shaped maple sucker homemade right there. And they were only three dollars and they were great. So. Hey, Wayne, quick question on that. Do, do, do they wrap those? I mean, cause that would be such a cool little stocking stuffer, I think, or, you know, a gift to somebody as well as eating it right then and there. I didn't see the wrapping, but they must have. It looked like most people were just taking them live right then, but, uh, yeah. I agree. That was, that was very unique and I can attest they were very good. <laughs> Another kiosk I saw had, uh, home baked candles and soap. I love seeing stuff like this where artists will take their own skills and make something by hand and then you can, you can, all different varieties and you can buy that and know that that was, that was handmade by that person and you can talk to them and ask them about it. Uh, across the way, another person who was obviously a woodworker, he, he had a, a, a stand that was called Reindeer Lane. And they had all kinds of little wooden posts that were made up to look like reindeer with the bright, shiny nose and the antlers. And there were all kinds of different uh, different sizes and styles for various shapes. Some of them looked like they looked like posts that you would put in your yard as decorations. Some of them looked like little Christmas trees. I'm sure there were all kinds of uses for these things, but that in addition to a lot of other handmade wooden sculpture and items. And then we get to some of the things that are in Ghost Town normally, but are done up special for the Christmas time area. And one of them, one of the most famous ones, it's been around goodness for, for years and years, as long as I've been going, and I've been going since the 80s, the blacksmith shop. This is a real working blacksmith shop. They have the hearth there. The blacksmith has the anvil there. He is making items live for you right then. He's dressed all up in the traditional blacksmith outfits. There's a bunch of stuff that you can buy there. And one of the most fun souvenirs that you can get there is a handmade horseshoe. And he takes you through the entire process. He shows you the metal bar that's been pre-drilled with the holes that eventually are used for the nails that get attached. And he'll show you how you bend it, how you form it, how you actually make the horseshoe. And as you're standing right there, the blacksmith will make you a horseshoe souvenir. And that's just great to see him making that and you be able to take it away and know that that was made just for you. That's one of the great things there. And he has all kinds of other stuff that you can watch him make and other kinds of souvenir type things that he'll make for you there. That, that store, that, that little shop looks as authentic as you would see right out of the movies. It's really fun. He almost does a little show there 
um, to entertain the folks, and there's always a crowd around the blacksmith. Even older than that is something that Walter first built, and these things, this, this is almost like a museum piece. They're generically called peak-ins, and all it is is a facade front of a building decorated up to look like an old-time store, like, say, a barber shop or a drug store or a saloon. Now, you can't go in, but what you can do is you can peek in through the windows. And what you'll see inside is a little character scene, just a little vignette that describes in museum style maybe what that shop was all about back in the Old West time. And a lot of these are decorated for Christmas as well, as if here's what it might be in the barber shop during Christmas time or in the saloon during Christmas time. And one of the favorite things that the kids like that's one of these kind of peek-ins is the old sheriff jail. Now, lots of people miss this. And for those of you who know what this is, this is kind of a favorite, but it looks like back of the sheriff's office, there's a little one-cell wooden building that's the jail. And if you go peek in past the bars, you'll see a little mannequin in there, just a little caricature of a person who's supposed to be inside the jail. And then as you're standing there looking at him, suddenly you hear him talk to you. And this is the fun part because they actually interact with anyone who comes up and looks through the bars. And he'll tell you why he's in there and ask you your name and what are you doing there. And, of course, can you get me out? It's just a little fun thing that they do there in in the ghost town area. The whole area is decorated wonderfully. There's poinsettias everywhere. There's garland strung everywhere. There's there's booths where you can dress up and do your old-time photos. Lots of the theme parks still do that. I don't know of anywhere in Disneyland where you can do that anymore. They also have uh, kiosks that are showing old pictures and, and Christmas-based photography. And one of the best things that you can do there in Ghost Town is get your picture taken on the old Ghost Town train. Now, this isn't the big railroad that goes around Knott's. This is a little static display of an old mine train. And Knott's has photographers as well, just like PhotoPass, that are, you know, they're, they're throughout the park. They're not as obvious as some of the Disney PhotoPass people, but they're not photographers and you do the same kind of thing. You get a little card and at the end of the day you can go get your pictures. And this is one area where you can get your picture taken with everybody sitting in the locomotive of this little mine train. The general store is right there, and all the real not souvenirs and goodies are in this general store, and it's right in the park. This is one of the places in the park where you can find the preserves and the jellies and the biscuit and funnel cake mix, and there are several places throughout the park, but the general store in Ghost Town is one of the special places. And, of course, inside the general store, they're all decorated with lights, and they have a tree in there, and it it really looks nice. It looks like an old western store that's been decorated for Christmas. There are other 
kiosks that had stitchery or cloth crafts and many other items and the whole the whole Christmas crafts fair area it, it's an area that's fun to go through you can decide on your own how much time you want to spend there whether you just want to walk through and get a feel for it and head off to your other attractions and interests or if you want, I can see you easily spending a half a day visiting all the various kiosks and really taking a look at all the merchandise there. And I think we mentioned on one of our previous shows that at least during this year's Christmas season, during the week, you can get into the Christmas Crafts Fair Monday through Thursday for free. And if you're um, on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you're going to need uh, full park admission to get in there. But that's kind of a nice thing is you could go visit this if you're in the area Monday through Thursday and take a look and see all this great stuff. And it's a pretty big area, too. It's a very nice big area. Now, isn't this also the area where Santa is? The next thing on oh, okay. my list. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Sorry. Not at all. Perfect transition. At the very end of the ghost town area, they have a big barn. And this year, this is where Santa is. And they've called it Santa's Toy Barn. And they've really done this up nice. This is where you can get your picture taken with Santa. They have lots of toys, lots of animal plush, and all kinds of decorations on sale inside this. Santa has been in various locations over the years, but he's always part of the Christmas Crafts Fair. And this year, the the Santa is great. He's he's very friendly, very very nice uh, nice facility. It was really fun going in there. And like I said, there was in this one place a surprising amount of Disney items for sale. Uh, Again, not. Not the kind of things you're going to see in the World of Disney Store, but more like the Disney Annis type of stuff. So yes, Santa's Toy Barn is kind of one of the key places there. But they also have some entertainment in this area, too. Uh, the Ghost Town area features the last of a dying breed, and it's called the Birdcage Theater. This is a old-style melodrama theater. And for those not familiar with that term, a melodrama is a very small play. It's a live performance with real actors that do a short story of some kind, and there are many different melodramas. Usually the sets are very minimal, Maybe there'll be one person or two people playing some kind of an instrument like a piano or a violin or a guitar for for music accompaniment. The lighting is going to be very simple. But they're usually great little plays, and Knott's is one of the only places that I know of that's preserved this kind of entertainment. And in fact, I believe... At Christmas time and maybe at Halloween are the only two times of the year where the Birdcage Theater is still used. They used to do this during the summertime and have one or two different kinds of shows in there every day. I'm not sure that they do that anymore. So Christmas time is definitely a special time 
you be able to see this theater performance. And this year, they're doing two different kinds of shows in there. They're doing A Christmas Carol and they're doing The Gift of the Magi. They're both really good. I saw Gift of the Magi. The cast is about six actors that play right to you. The theater itself is very close. It's very intimate. You you feel like you're in your living room and these folks are performing for you. They only do about four or five performances a day. Um, but it's it really is unique, and if if you at all are interested in live theater, I really recommend that you get out there and see this one because I'm not sure how much this one's going to be around any longer, but it is delightful. The other great thing about this theater is right outside, and this was very typical for old melodrama theaters back when they were popular, there is a working steam calliope sitting right outside, and they play it before each show. The piano player who plays the music during the melodrama shows is playing the steam calliope, and he's playing Christmas music, and it's in a wagon. It's in a big circus-style wagon where you can go up and See, see him playing the actual keyboard and watch the pipes as they're, you know, really doing their thing. It's a wonderful sound. It's not like a steam organ. This is, this is a very unique sound if you've never heard a real working steam calliope. And again, this is one of the few, if not the only places where, where you can, you can find this kind of entertainment. I don't know of any other working steam calliope in the country. I always, I always try and make it there if I know that there's, uh, that, that that's going on. The other great thing that's in this area, we love our food. We love to review food things, and right in this same area, area is one of the best places, I think, in all of Mottsbury Farm, and that's the Fireman's Barbecue. This sits right directly at the foot end of Ghost Town, and right across from the Birdcage Theater. They have a number of barbecue items on the menu. Barbecue chicken, barbecue turkey legs, they have a flank steak sandwich, and their signature item, barbecue pork ribs. And that's what I get every time, and oh my goodness, are they wonderful. And trust me on this, it is really a treat. The other thing they serve there, which is really unique, is... They have real roasted corn, and it's roasted right there in front of you while you're waiting. It is so, so good. Is, it is wonderful. <laughs> and for those of us who like going to the county or state fairs and getting an ear of fresh roasted corn, I'm telling you there's really nothing better, and, and especially because of how fresh this is. The other thing is the prices here are just so incredibly reasonable. I went out to um, uh, Taste Pilot's Grill in California Adventure. Why? Because I like the ribs. Okay, okay. As I've said with so many other places... You know, there's there's good and bad things right. to order in every Disney facility. I can find good things to order at at uh, um, Red Rockets Pizza Port. 
you just don't order the things that you're not <laughs> supposed to order there. But I had the ribs at Taste Pilots, and they were good. The quantity was reasonable for a lunch price, and it cost me about 20 bucks. Well, I couldn't stand it because Fireman's Barbecue at Knott's is my all-time absolute favorite. And even though it was Thanksgiving Day and I had a choice of the big <laughs> buffet at Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner <laughs> Restaurant, I just I had to go for the pork ribs again. And so I ordered them, and I got, oh, my word, I must have gotten five enormous ribs. It includes a fresh, hot, not warm, hot baked potato, full. Yum, yum. Coleslaw, garlic cheese toast. Are you ready? Twelve bucks. Wow. I was stuffed for the day. You get that with boysenberry punch, which, by the by, folks, boysenberry punch. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. You get that in your souvenir Snoopy mug. <laughs> and nothing wrong with the world. You know, and how many places do you know can you go where you get a full baked potato with your entree? And this, this is... This is not, you know, just a, a little dished out thing. This isn't half a baked potato that's been covered over. This is, take your hands and make it into, you know, put your fingers together. Take that size baked potato, wrap it in foil, and it comes out steaming hot. And that's the other thing that I really love about a lot of the places in Knott's is uh, I go nuts about food that isn't served hot. And I don't mean warm, and we all know what that you know what that's like at at our Disney parks. You order something, and by the time you get back to your table and everything, you're bordering on lukewarm, if not cold. I hate that. I hate that worse than anything. The stuff, especially here at Fireman's Barbecue, comes out to you freshly made because they took it right off the grill and put it on your plate and handed it to you. You go sit down, and it's still so warm you almost can't eat it. You sit outdoors. You listen to the steam calliope that's right across the street. This is heaven. This is great. I cannot recommend it more. So, you can tell how much of the day I've spent. I, I'm already at lunchtime or a little after, and I haven't even gotten out of ghost town yet. So, we're, we're doing pretty good on the day as far as Christmas is concerned. I have to mention a couple of the things that are in the ghost town area, not necessarily a part of the Christmas stuff, but equally as fun since you're in there. One of them is the Western Trails Museum. This is a real holdover to some of the classic Knott's Berry Farm memorabilia stuff. There's all kinds of displays and Western uh, artifacts that are inside here. It's a really fun walk through. It's just, it's not the kind of thing you find at most other theme parks. The other thing that's unique for this time period right now, we all know that um, Knott's has just had their 40th Halloween haunt anniversary. They have, they've taken one of the buildings in Ghost Town and put a museum in it. And it's the 40th haunt museum. There's pictures and memorabilia and costuming and a bunch of stuff from Elvira and trinkets from the mazes. That's fun to go into. 
And right next door, since this is all kind of stylized in the Western theme, they have a little balcony, a little porch area, and this is where the calico carolers often perform. This is a Dickens-style quartet, and they are also bell ringers. So you have this wonderful harmony of these singers, two male, two female, that are singing all kinds of great Christmas carols and doing bell ringing at the same time. It adds to the atmosphere. It's so wonderful. Down the road, there's the Calico Saloon. This is a place where you normally, it's kind of like a, it's a very reduced menu quick service place, but they also do a little live show in there, and it's stylized to Christmas this time of year. The buildings are very well themed, all with signs and even the paint in the doorways, and they're all just decorated great for the Christmas time. In this same area, we're still in the ghost town area. There are a number of other shops and buildings that you're going to want to visit. They have an old schoolhouse there, a real schoolhouse that they imported. I forget where it actually came from, but it was it was somewhere in the area, and they brought it into Knott's as part of the scenery long ago. And now it's decorated like a schoolhouse at Christmas time. And in this area, they have a couple more artists that have been brought in for the Christmas Crafts Fair. One of them is Charlie Keeling, who is a genuine glass blower. Now, we've all seen some of the kinds of glass blowing that's done at various theme parks, including Disneyland, where they will take the little glass bead of uh, or, or the little rod of glass, and they'll kind of melt the glass and create a little shape. That's glass melting, and that's a technique and a style all to itself, but that's not glass blowing. Glass blowing is something completely different, and I wish I could take a whole show and explain to you guys how wonderful watching a real glass blower is. There's a kiln, and it has molten glass in it. And you very, very slowly take pieces of it, of the molten glass, and you put it on the end of a pipe that has literally a hollow tube in it. And once you've got it to a suitable size, you put a little air bubble in it, and that's what starts the process. And you'd be amazed at the kinds of shapes and the kinds of items that can come out of this process, this technique. And Charlie Keeling is demonstrating this right there live. They've set up the kiln. They've set up a nice little demonstration area where you can see him work with the glass and actually create some of these wonderful pieces. It's just so fun, and you'll be so amazed at how someone can take essentially nothing, just this tiny little nothing blob of molten glass, and turn it into the most interesting creations right there in front of your eyes. And of course, they have. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If if you're um, before you go to the next part, I'm so glad you're sharing this with us, Wayne. Because I mean, that's a true artist to be able to watch this artist at work creating um, these pieces, and then to be able to purchase them and take them with you. There's 
there's just those places just don't exist anymore where you can go see them. So you that's are, so cool that Knott's has this for us. You are absolutely right. And in fact, to expand on that, I was talking with Charlie about his shop and the things that he does, and he mentioned to me that apparently Knott's is more interested in keeping the crafts fair around than not. So that's very encouraging that they're going to, they seem to be interested in keeping this around and they're actually going to improve it next year. Next year, they aren't going to allow any commercial or import merchandise in any of the kiosks. Wow. It's only going that. to be real artists Real people producing things, you know, by themselves, by hand, right there, or stuff that they've created, whatever it is. And I, I agree, Mary Jo. This is, this is what makes that fun. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize in, in telling you about all of these kinds of places is, you know, it's one thing to go into a store and buy an item because it's cool. And we certainly all do it. I certainly do it. But there's another thing altogether about going and finding that one item that is very interesting, but knowing that this person that hands it to you is the person that actually made it. That means more to me than anything. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to bring back more of these artists. I, 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 I have been, I go there every year. I have, there was this one artist from Laguna Beach, I think, and he would get sea glass. He would get sea glass and he would make the sea glass into hearts and he would get a very thin strand of real silver and wrap it around the heart and then have it look like a lightning bolt that came through. And he had so many different colors and, and I bought, I, I remember, I think Nick picked one that represented Bob Marley. I got colors for my kids and I can't, I went back this last year and he wasn't there anymore and I wanted to get more of those hearts because you just, I mean, they were beautiful. You could either get them with a leather cord or you could get them with a chain. He had different things. And I can hardly wait till they bring those type of um, artists back if they're going to, if they're going to not, um, not have the commercial artists and bring back these other artists that create things with their own hands. I agree. And, and like I said, this is, this is the best part. And the glass blower and some of the other artists that I mentioned, that, that, they're just a few of them. There's another one who's right, right down the road, still within the ghost town area. His name is Dave Clark, and he's another one of the featured artists that are in this, um, in this whole area. Um, he works with wood. And with a chainsaw. And it is the most interesting thing you have ever seen. He will take, he will start with what's essentially a great big log. And he's got a stand that he puts it on and he fires up his chainsaw and he starts going after this log. And at first you just, you have no idea what he's what he's attempting to do, where he's going with this, and the chainsaw is going off, and sawdust is flying everywhere, and it's just this big cloud of mess. And then he he gets a like like kind of a basic sculpture going, and then he gets out his little he he's got like a rotary sander 
like a handheld rotary sander, and this is what he uses to do the fine-tuning and the smoothing and bringing out some of the details and stuff. And his main critter that he seems to do the most of is this wonderfully characterized bear. It's just great to see him turn, again, essentially just a big log into this fuzzy little cuddly Christmas bear. It's it's a wonderful demonstration. It's a wonderful presentation. And like everything else in this whole area, all of this is – all this merchandise is for sale. So if you find something that you're really attracted to, you will be able to get it right there. And that's, that's just, uh, to me, that, that's what makes this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good look at what's going on at the Christmas Crafts Fair. Really encourage you to get out there. But there's a lot of other Christmas stuff that's going on all around Knott's Berry Farm. Of course there's there's the rides that are, you know, in operation throughout Knots. One of them in particular has been kind of decorated for Christmas and that's the Timber Mountain Log Ride mm. which has been rethemed to Elf Mountain. And this <laughs> is this this is admittedly kind of corny, but it's also kind of fun. What they've done is they've set up little static Christmas displays inside the log ride itself that show Santa and his elves and the toy shop and various activities that the elves do. And it's all, it's throughout the entire attraction. The, the Knott's log ride is very unique. I've never seen a log ride in any other theme park that works the way this one does. This really isn't outdoors. It does go outdoors in places, but generally this log ride goes through a created mountain. That, goodness, this, this log ride goes back, not quite to the beginning of the park, but I bet, I'll have to look this up, but I think this log ride goes back to the 60s. So there's a lot of interiors to the log ride. There's a lot of places where there can be scenes and static displays, and for this time of year, they've all been decorated Christmas style. It's cute. It's fun. It's a cool log ride. I recommend it. There's a lot of different kinds of food that's available in the park. Knott's is one of the uh, one one of the few places these days that doesn't rely just on its own food kiosks for food service. They have brought in outside vendors, and they started doing this. Many years ago, um, Panda Express is in there. Johnny Rockets in, is in there. But they also have they have one very nice sit down place that's over at the far end of the Ghost Town area. That's um, directly adjacent to the big Ghost Rider uh, roller coaster. They have. Um, of course, all kinds of attractions that are also in operation. None of the park is closed down for Christmas. It's all open. All the Christmas stuff even the, is... Even the Windseeker? Yeah, thank you. Windseeker's <laughs> still down. Oh, is it really? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Windseeker is definitely down. There is there is just a a sign that says, "Sorry, this attraction <laughs> is closed today." And we, were, you, we are reimagining a new experience. You know, goodness only knows what um, what's going to become of that one. Um, I am definitely going to take another review and review all. Knott's Berry Farm in its, you know, the regular attractions and entertainment that they have there. Because there is so much really good about the park. They have, they have the Indian Trails section, which features Native American dancers. The Knott's Railroad is an amazing railroad. Um, It is completely unlike the railroads that we have at Disneyland. Those those trains are somewhat scaled down to the scale that Walt built for the parks. The railroad engine that they have at Knott's Berry Farm is full size. In fact, I was trying to get out of the engineer. So how many cars could this one pull on the open road? And the answer is this this is as big as a real train would be, a real steam-powered train. Very fun. I do want to mention, uh, despite the fact that I'm trying to concentrate on Christmas here, I do want to mention one attraction that if you do go out for Christmas, I don't want you to miss this. It is right off the ghost town area, and it's called the Mystery Lodge. Oh, my gosh, it's a fantastic. This is part of the Indian Village additions that were made in the 1990s this is an amazing attraction i cannot emphasize how wonderful this is and unfortunately just because of the way they advertise it or lack thereof or the placement in the park it's really easy to miss this this is a show that's done in a what looks like a traditional native american longhouse it is a tribute to the Native Americans of Southern California and the Pacific Northwest. It features a real Native American storyteller with effects and music and goodness. The story itself that they tell is, is really moving. It is one of the best attraction shows. Now listen to what I'm saying here. It is one of the best attraction shows of any theme park anywhere. And that includes all the audio-animatronic attractions that I've seen in, in the Disney parks. I can't say enough good about this one show. It... I've said this before. I will continue to say this about the about this. It is worth the price of admission to Knott's Berry Farm. I don't want to give you many of the details, but it's got some effects in it that will just it will your jaw will hit the floor. You will just go, "What am I looking at? How on earth did that happen? And where did this come from?" Right, Mary Jo? Oh yeah, I, I don't know what year that that show started. I, I think it never was like ninety four. I think 94? that's when when it came in. Okay, we've seen it so many times. I have never been able to figure it out. Uh, Mystery Lodge is the perfect name for it, and like you said, Wayne, not only not only that for the effects, but the story itself, I think, is worth going to go see. I've told. I agree with you. 
I've told many folks this. Many of you know this. I used to work at Knott's Berry Farm. I worked there off and on for about six years. I know exactly how it works. I know every trick in the entire thing. <laughs> I am still completely baffled every time I see the show. And right, I'm. For those of you that know me, you know that some things just get to me. This show gets to me. I saw it again this past trip. I have to linger back because I can't be that single older guy who's sitting there weepy-eyed at the end of this show. It is just so wonderful. And if you're really curious, Mary Jo, I'll give you a clue sometime. We'll see. I, 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 I like being, I like the mystery, but um, let me just ask you, they're really, that is a real person in that show? Yes. Yes, one of the unique things about this show is that is a real performer in this show. It is, and wow. I'm 100% correct. Um, Knotts was very insistent that this whole show be done by traditional Native American uh, performers. And so when, the only folks that, at least it was when, when Knotts owned the park, the only folks that actually do that role are doing that because they have a history with the story that's being told in in that theater. It's really great. It's really wonderful. And I relate a lot to that. Sometimes I wonder if I'm seeing the owl these days. <laughs> nice. You'll have to see the show to get that reference. <laughs> Let's get back to Christmas. There's just a couple more things I want to cover about what's going on for Christmas at Knott's. Knott's has a, a holiday parade. They have a Peanuts holiday parade. And you know what? For a theme park, they have done a great job. This is a fun parade. It starts off with Snoopy and Woodstock and the Snoopy's Christmas decorated doghouse. It's really cute. Great character costumes. Great reaction from the kids. They have dancing snowmen. They have Charlie Brown and Franklin on, on his little float decorating his poor little sad Christmas tree. They have their <laughs> own version of the wooden soldier dancers. They all, all the dancers in this whole parade always look so happy. See, that's the thing too is for the performers, for the cast members, for the people that work in, in knots or honestly, I think almost any theme park. Disney doesn't have the exclusive right on people that enjoy what they're doing. And again, you don't have to be number one not to, not to care about what you're doing and put on a good show. And this parade, I think, is a good example of that. They seem to use a whole lot of performers of various age groups. The Wooden Soldier dancers look to me like they are probably from one of the schools. They have um, all the Peanuts characters. There's there's Lucy making cupcakes. There's Sally in her little bed all ready for Santa's arrival. Peppermint Patty is atop a load of presents, and each one of these is a different float. They have junior kids that are dressed up like Christmas packages that are just cute as a button, and candy cane girls who dance down the street. There's a Christmas train. Whoa, whoa, whoa. candy cane girls? Candy cane girls. <laughs> My friend, yes, yes, these are our cheerleader types who are leading the middle part of the As opposed to fireside girls. Exactly. As opposed to dancing snowflakes. 
in addition, oh boy, <laughs> I love those snowflakes. Their costumes changed this year too. I, I really, know. they did. Yes, yes. They're much they're, more silvery. No, uh, I think they, they changed last year. It, was it last no. year? Yeah. The mylar looking, yeah. No, yes. Uh, it's a little different okay, than last year. Not, okay. not quite as risque this year, I think. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm looking at the wrong part of the costume. <laughs> but that's okay, because Noth has sent us dancing elves. They accompany, <laughs> accompany Santa and his float, which he's surrounded by his huge Christmas list. And Santa Santa is just wonderful at Knott's. He's he's a really nice guy. He uh, he, he he plays plays his role in the parade well. It's a fun parade. Um, the kids react really good to it. You can tell by the reaction of the kids around you and how they're waving and how they're pointing. And let's face it, who doesn't like Santa coming down the street? And in this same area, at least part of the area where where the um, the parade goes through, which is right next to Ghost Town. It goes all over the park, but where I saw it was in the Ghost Town area. This is another place where they have one of the Knott's bakeries. And I mentioned the bakery at the front end of this. You think Disneyland has a good bakery? You haven't seen a good bakery until you see the Knott's Berry Farm Bakery. They have more stuff and more goodies and more scrumptiousness in this one place than I've seen anywhere, even commercially. They have these cake slices, and by that I mean take your fingers and make a rectangle, and now separate your fingers about as much as your fingers are long, and that's how big one slice of cake is, about three or four inches tall. They have like German chocolate and regular chocolate frosting and this amazing carrot cake that just looked wonderful. A vanilla layer cake. They have fruit tarts and cream tarts and cupcakes and eclairs and these wonderful little mini pies and caramel apples and of course, boysenberry turnovers and apple turnovers and cream puffs and brownies and chocolate-covered Rice Krispie treats and so much more. And I got to tell you, the Knott's Bakery in total puts Disneyland's Bakery to shame. It really does. And tons of great drink choices, including hot chocolate. And this is all in the park. There's a couple of places where you can get this, and a great big place outside the park, too. So nothing better when... Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, do, do they serve Starbucks coffee? <laughs> <laughs> no Starbucks <Sorry>. coffee. <laughs> I was wondering how I was going to insert that in there. Very nice. It's um uh, again just it, it's a ama- in fact I I just wanted something very simple. Now we've go- all gone to the bakery at Disneyland and all we want is a chocolate chip cookie, right? We know those big big long flat wide chocolate chip cookies and mm-hmm. they cost about what three seventy nine something like that. And it's you get them most of that, yeah. 
put them in the little paper bag, and it's a good thing they put them in the paper bag because they're so stiff and so crispy that the first time you take a chunk out of it, half the cookie <laughs> falls apart because it's so crispy. Knott's has a cookie that's, well, it's definitely bigger in diameter than that. It's also thicker than that, and it's about a dollar fifty. Oh, my gosh. And it is heaven. It is creamy and chewy and chocolatey and wonderful. And I could eat a hundred of them, except after one of them, I'm stuffed. And that's just one of the kinds of cookies that they sell there. I think they have uh, oatmeal raisin. And, of course, they have all the gingerbread cookies and uh, the Knott's Bakery. Again, I could go on and on. We should have a whole Knott's food show. <laughs> hey, Wayne, Wayne, quick question. Purely, purely for the for the listeners, not not for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, is is the bakery outside or inside the gates? Both. They okay. have in the marketplace. They have the biggest bakery. Well, gosh, I don't even know if I could say that. They have a huge bakery in the marketplace, so you can drive to the little marketplace parking lot free at three hours free parking. Go to the bakery, pick up all your stuff. Doesn't cost you anything in parking to get there, and they have everything. Everything that's available inside the park is also available outside the park. So I took two boysenberry turnovers and two apple turnovers and a whole bunch of things. <laughs> it's just wonderful. And then there's a couple of locations inside the park, so it's not like just one up at the front and that's it and if you're the end of the day and you're at the far side of the park you're out of luck no it's there's one big one that's in the ghost town area and then they have uh, they have um, a couple of stands sell some of the other items so the big bakery is the place to get everything but other food service places are going to carry a lot of the other items we haven't even talked about funnel cakes. Do I need to talk about funnel cakes? I don't know that funnel cakes were invented at Knott's Berry Farm, but I think they should have been. Knott's just knows how to do it right. They have the right thing on the batter. They know they know the right formula. I've had Disney funnel cakes. I'm sorry, Knott's are better, and you get it with the boysenberry turn, topping and... Uh, is it any wonder I gained five pounds on this trip? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest show at Christmas time in Knott's is the Snoopy Ice Show. It's Christmas Snoopy Ice Show. This is in the wonderful Charles Schultz Theater that is towards the back of the park. This is one of the best theme park theaters in fact this this would rival any theater they the seating in this theater is so comfortable they are real seats this isn't benches these are real seats with cushy comfort cushions and backs and armrests the audience is nicely raked in this theater so the sight lines are just wonderful and they have a real ice stage. This isn't plastic. This isn't, you know, tricks of the trade. This is an actual chilled ice theater where they have put down, you know, and they resurface the ice. They have put down the water and the whole bit. It is a wonderful facility. And this is not your standard ice show. This is 
singing and dancing and it is a regular theme park style show that just happens to be on ice. Now they do have some pretty good skaters and they do do, you know, some pretty good sets of jumps and spins and all of that. But they combine that with great choreography and wonderful singing and how on earth do they get Snoopy on ice skates? I still don't understand that, but it's amazing and he's out there. And this show this year, tells the story of the meaning of Christmas, and they use the the Charlie Brown Christmas animation cartoon clips. So they have oh, these cool. projectors, and they're showing parts of the cartoon along with the show. It's a very nice, nice mixture. I love the way they've melded that in there. It's do, we, do we get Linus thing. telling the Christmas story? I am so glad you brought that up. At one point... It's towards the end of the show. Here comes Linus out on his skates, and he's dressed as the little shepherd nice. boy. Lights, please. That's and my favorite the part. The lights nice. dim, and he gets the spotlight, and he does the speech. It's great. It's just great. Every, everything they've done about this, the music is fun, the sets are great, the very creative lighting, wonderful costumes. This is not at all second class. This may not be quite as elaborate as, say, Aladdin, but it's as good a performance as any other theme park show I've ever seen, and that includes it's all the other Disney parks. This is a great show. Now, how is yeah, how I is that to, to get into? Because we were there last last Thanksgiving, and it seemed like the line to get into that theater it was like like it was already closed when we went by or something like that. Like it was does it fill up quickly? It it depends on the day. I have seen some Halloween shows fill up, but this is a twenty one hundred seat theater. Okay. So you're talking about a theater that sits more than the Fantasyland Theater. I forget what the capacity of that theater is, but I don't think it's 2,000 guests. Right. So they have a ramp that loads, that preloads into the theater. Even when that's full, there's still a good amount of seating okay. that's left. Even in the summertime, I have never had a problem getting into the show. And like I said before, just because of the arrangement of the theater and the way they've done the stage, the stage really comes very far out. It's called a thrust stage. It comes out from the curtain area, and they perform out there. So even if you're on the sides, you still can see what's going on. It's a marvelous facility. The the sound is just excellent. Uh, the performers work wonderfully. And not to give away any other parts of the show, but at the very end, dozens of doves fly from the back of the house up oh. to the Christmas tree that's on the stage, and it's really great and moving, and I love it. So recommend that if you go there and... I hope I, I hope this whole story has convinced you this has to be one of your Christmas de- <laughs> destinations this year. Be sure and see the Snoopy Ice Show, even if you're not into ice shows, even if you're not into the Peanuts char- characters. This is a great thing to go see. In the center of the park is the Calico 
main stage. This is an outdoor performance area. It's used a lot during the summertime for some of their country western shows. It's used for the hanging at the Halloween haunt. And at Christmas time, it's used for the Calico Christmas tree lighting ceremony. And they've turned this into a show as well. It's got a full ensemble of dancers and singers. It's got all the Peanuts characters. It's got the Calico carolers. The stage is really nice. It's got full lighting. It's got set pieces. They do costuming and the whole bit. And again, they're using the Peanuts cartoons as inserts. This one does do the the whole thing again, and they reprise Linus's role. <laughs> they know a good thing when they see it. And at the very end of the show, they light the 65-foot uh, Calico Christmas tree. It's just gorgeous. It, again, it's kind of it's kind of like our castle lighting show. Uh, only they they do a nice little show about it. And at after dusk, Snoopy's magical nights of lights all over in Camp Snoopy. They have they have decorated the landscape. They've put up static characters made of lights. There's a holiday music track. Um, some of the lights actually flash with the music and are a little bit choreographed. It's a fun walk through. The kids love it. It's 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 real schmaltzy. It makes you feel all Christmassy and all of that. Ew. <laughs> Wait, do they have the? Um, did you notice if they have the uh, snow the snow hill to go sledding down? They don't have that this year. I know what, okay. exactly what you're talking about. I loved that. I hope in future years they will bring that back. That had a name too. But you're I've right. My kids used to love that. It was so fun. Um, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Knotts created a big. It was like a mountain of ice. Yeah. And they created a little snow sledding hill for it and you could take little weren't they like little mats like the uh I the, think the they were people? they were no, they were little sleds. They were Let actually sleds. I'm trying to remember. My kids were a lot yeah, I don't remember. Well mats sleds. Was, this was a number of years ago, but yeah, that was that was really fun. That's when they had that's when they had Santa back in dance hall too. That was those were the times. I'm going to mention one more s- shop before we leave Knott's for the night. And that has to be one of my favorite all-time shops. It's not specifically Christmas, but if you want one of the most unique gifts you can possibly get and attention couples, this is the gift for you. At the front end of the park, at the very entrance to the ghost town area, there's a shop that's been around for decades, and it's called the Geode Shop. Huh. Now, many of you may know what a geode is, for, but for those who don't, you've probably seen in some of the trinkety, crafty kind of stores, you've seen these little rocks that look almost like they've got a little hollowed-out section. And inside that hollow section are like little crystals. Sometimes it would be amethyst or a traditional crystal. It could be very different kinds of shapes or whatever. This is generically what's called a geode. And these things were formed really long ago. This is like creation of the earth time. 
when volcanoes were all over the earth, what would happen is little gas bubbles would get trapped inside minerals, and then the lava would surround these minerals, and it would cool and form. These little, sometimes they're called dinosaur eggs, because... They can be various sizes, but take your hands again, put all your fingers together, and make that a round rock. And that could be what the size of a geode is. And depending on how it was created, and you almost never know this, that little gas bubble may have still existed when this all get hardened and covered over. And they have these dinosaur eggs in a great big ore cart. And they're priced to every price range depending on size and weight proportion, knowing whether it's, or at least guessing, whether it's going to be hollow or not. And what they will do for you is after you've selected your your egg, your rock, and remember this isn't broken open, this is still a round rock, They have a saw right there, and they'll put it in the saw and cut it open for you for the very first time. And your eyes get to see what you've selected opened up to the atmosphere for the first time, are you ready, in 35 million years. Wow. The greatest thing is to take your girlfriend, husband, whatever, take them to the geode shop, pick out your geode, and you each get to take a half. That's one of the best gifts you can do as a couple. Really, really fun, and you should see the kids' eyes for the first time they open up. You get to touch the inside. The first time a human being has touched this rock since it was created 35 million years ago. There's no better way to end a day at Knott's Berry Farm than to take that home as a souvenir and you bet I got one and when I put up the blog you're going to see you're going to see what mine looked like. It it turned out as this whitish crystal and it sparkles like crazy and it's really cool so did you lift the different ones to see which ones seemed lighter or anything like that and I'm, I, I mean that's a whole selection like process something like a watermelon or <laughs> no, oh, they're so hurt. hard I don't think they work on the thumb <laughs> test but oh, you bet that. I pick them up and I try and gauge and it's it's just too tough it's too tough to figure out exactly you know you, you have to kind of ask the guy who's the expert there about what's going on but it's fun to sit there and try and figure it out it is and it's it's just such a great surprise Well, I hope you can see that not only is there an awful lot to do at Knott's Merry Farm for Christmas, or for that matter, matter, any time of the year, but also that Knott's offers some great entertainment. The prices are extremely reasonable, and there is good, well-rounded family entertainment for all ages, and I do mean all ages. I saw lots of happy faces all day, and when I left, I heard many kids talking about the great day they had, and a few were asking if they could come back again, and that's always a good sign. 
I had a wonderful day at Knott's Berry Farm, and I look forward to going back and doing a full review. But until then, I think I'll grab a boysenberry punch and a funnel cake, (laughs) and I'll see you all again under the big letter K. Nice. Thank you, Wayne. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back in with you in two weeks. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical than it's shared. Thanks for listening. 